0: tuning in from Poland. You're in Poland? Yeah, I'm in Poland. Where in Poland are you? South of Poland. South of Poland. And um, I thought we could we could use it somehow for the jingle. Plastic. Plastic. <laughs> Pretty close. Climate. <laughs> <Planet>. climate. <laughs> Future. That's going to be difficult. Wow. Sheshwash.
1: Sheshwash. Is that Polish? <coughs> cool. Yeah, I'm that's learning. Polish.
0: Dot um,
1: Boom. Wow. Multicultural. <laughs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Welcome. Hello. Hello,
0: Matt. Hi, John. Um, multicultural cultural because uh, we also have uh, the right topic. We have someone tonight tuning in from the UK and it's Paul McDonald.
1: Hello Paul.
0: Hi guys, how are you? Hi Paul, how are you doing? Yeah, very well.
2: Thank you. Very well. Good to be here. Thank you for inviting me on the podcast.
0: Oh, lovely, lovely. I love that accent already.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ain't good. Yes. That's good. <laughs> I shall try and make it even more English as we go further oh, yeah, through.
0: Perfect. Through. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Paul, for for being with us tonight. Um, I think uh, it's uh, it's a special uh, as I as I already mentioned in the introduction. It's a special topic tonight because we're going to be talking a lot about communication and the importance of communication also for driving sustainable solutions. Um, kind of touching on the field of bioeconomy of course um and uh, what I think I forgot to say is paul is here as the director of world biomarkets
2: yeah that's right I'm one of the uh, uh, one of the, one of the two owners of world biomarkets and world biomarket insights um so yeah it's been a it's been a pretty crazy couple of years which i'm sure we're going to touch on um, yeah it's exciting <laughs> to be sort of in the heart of this lighting uh, dynamic sector. Hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, the, the key word here, and uh, we talked about it before with John already, is uh, a three letter word, uh, word uh, which is the word bio. <laughs> that's why a prefix yeah yeah you're right yeah um and uh that's something that uh refers to the to uh to the field that we will be touching upon It's the bio biomaterials bioeconomy biopolymers but um of course at uh, plastic climate future we always start first with the people behind the stories that we want to tell. Um and uh maybe first Paul tell us something about you. What is your background? Where do you come from? <laughs>
2: so I've got my background is, is purely B2B events. Mm-hmm. So spread out of university. Um, so I spent 27 years in the the B2B event space. Um, i sort of first encountered the topic of sustainability because when you're in the events industry rarely do you stay in one sector Mm -hmm. you know your your expertise is organizing events putting the right people together and hopefully adding value to the community but rarely do you stay in in sort of one sector you know you 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 move around Uh, and i've worked in my very first uh, job, uh, which is, you know, I, I'm really name dropping here, was uh, I was a, a junior, junior assistant sales executive on <laughs> uh, the National Nursing and Care Homes exhibition and a dry cleaning <laughs> exhibition. So uh, yeah, there you go, rock and roll, uh, <laughs> starting out your career. <laughs> dry cleaning. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> like Cleaning's probably i mean it's got a huge it's, well, it's got a huge need this is uh, that use a lot of chemicals so uh, you know, <laughs> be, uh looking to the bio world for sure i uh, think yeah i first came really across sort of sustainability when i was running um some food some food events so uh, i was running the world's third biggest food exhibition and a and in a small artisan uh, 2006 and 2010 that's really when we started talking about air miles, traceability, mm-hmm. regionality, and of course packaging.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then between 2014 and 2020, I was the MD of the, the world's biggest uh, portfolio of packaging exhibitions, oh. uh, awards, and conferences. So okay. yeah, that's sort of been in my background.
0: Cool. Well, that's that's quite close to our our topics, but classic I guess uh packaging uh, was a lot about uh, materials and and you know sustainability in the design of packaging and the material choices of packaging is that right
2: yeah absolutely yeah so so I had um we had sort of uh, events across 16 cities in 11 countries so depending on the topics so, you know in some countries it was about packaging. History. In other countries, it was about the primary and secondary uh, packaging, so very much what you see on the shelf. They're very design and brand-led. Um, to the point of us actually uh, acquiring and running a business called the Pent Awards, which basically, if you are a packaging designer, winning the Pent is like winning an Oscar. So again, they go to sort of New York, Shanghai, London, Milan, Paris, etc. But... Yeah, so sort of really looking after yeah, every part of the packaging value.
1: May May I just uh, uh, just uh, can? You, uh, did you say Pent P E N T?
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Make sure it's clear. Yeah. Okay. Good.
0: Well, I didn't know there is Oscars for packaging.
1: <laughs>
0: oh yes, oh yes. I think that they're probably, in terms of sustainability impact, they probably should be much more known and and uh, should have uh, much more value than the Oscars uh, in Hollywood. <laughs> but that's just from a you know nerdy chemist point of view. <laughs> then the step from you know pa- events in packaging and sustainability to world biomarkets is not that far anymore in the end because i i must say i've been in 2019 i've been to the world biomarket conference in amsterdam and uh i was i remember i was really uh fascinated by the mix of uh people or or companies present there um because they were very innovative. And it was uh, not only, you know, manufacturers of materials, but it was was a mix of brands. And it was a mix of big chemical companies, and also startups in the field, all in the field of, yes, sustainable material focus, a lot of a lot of focus of, on, on polymer based materials.
2: World Markets is a a, a b2b event that connects the the bioeconomy community so uh, what does that mean so when when we became involved in this sector one of the things we wanted to do was sort of understand the bioeconomy and try and simplify it because it's quite um confusing it's quite complicated and i always think it's good for uh for somebody with very little experience to come in look at a new sector and sort of divide it up into um segments which makes sense to them because usually I find that when people are in a sector they you know they find it confusing themselves and they need someone to try and um to, uh, yeah, simplify it really so so we break the community down into five sections we have our bio developers and producers you know they are sort of I sort of describe them as the rock stars of the uh of the sector and uh, and of the future and they're the ones really leading the charge in terms of the role of bio within the puzzle of planetary <laughs> protection or sustainability, however you want to frame it. Um, and of course, you know, they are either startups or spin-offs or scale-ups, um, relatively uh, young in their in, in their nature because this sector is pretty embryonic. And we've got those groups of people who who are yeah who are doing incredible inspirational sort of stuff as you guys know. you have got the investors and financiers. So you've got these, obviously one of the things we'll probably touch on during this conversation is the need to commercialise and the need for scalability. And one of the key factors to that is getting more money into the sector. So the investors and financiers are really important. And again, you can split those into two. Um, A small group that uh, invest in bio and a much larger group that, don't invest in bio, would like to, but don't know much about it. Then you've got the brands and buyers. So at the moment, we really focus on the, I would say, more of the consumer um, facing brands. So whether that's sort of clothing, footwear, textiles, cosmetics, and food, uh, transportation. Uh, and obviously they're really important because. You're starting to see, even today. I in the last few days, I've had meetings with L'Oréal, Adidas, Danone, Colgate-Palmolive, and you're starting to see the bio become higher up the agenda. So I, about two years ago, I was saying, bio has just made it onto the front page, but it's at the bottom, um, and it's not at the top yet. But it's it's sort of it, it's making its way up. there. Obviously, they're really important because they're ultimately the end user, and they have these really challenging you know, twenty thirty you know, further afield sustainability objectives, which are and then you've got the group of people that we call the community enablers. Uh, so it's a bit of a catch-all, but that might be demo plants, pilot plants, R and D mm-hmm. facilities, um, associations, media. You know, so I would class myself as a community enabler, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fifth and final group are the suppliers so mm-hmm. um, you know you know organizations that can supply um, equipment to the laboratories or to the the pilot plants etc so that's sort mm-hmm. of how we simplify them, the market
0: mm-hmm. and that's pretty much the, the the entire value chain that you need right in, in order to drive, yeah a new a new type of economy in the end (laughs) because if you if you just said uh that uh yeah i agree i think 2019 if uh, anyone had uh any scale-up ambitions with bio-based materials and and anything with a prefix bio as john said (laughs) this was pretty yeah Let's say uh, a niche, right? Or it was still pretty experimental. Um, and now, when uh, when 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 you just said like this, uh, biomaterials and and bio based solutions became a higher priority uh, on the agenda of various companies. And now, if you tell us like how you divide the entire community, you basically name all stakeholders necessary to run to run an economy, right? So you have <laughs> materials till till end users. So it's a platform that connects these stakeholders in the end. Can we can we can we mention it like this or?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. But what we're trying you know, we don't refer to our event as a conference. Okay, mm-hmm. so when we took it over, it's a conference, it's, com- it's conference led. Okay. Yeah. Um, What we've done, and this is really important, is we've sort of flipped the value proposition. And so Mm -hmm. what do we mean by that? We mean that the focus, and this is one of our USPs, is that this is a meetings-led event.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you have
2: have three parts of the event, okay? You have uh, conference, which delivers you uh, knowledge. knowledge. You have the one-to-one pre-arranged commercial meetings that delivers you the deal flow. And then you have the traditional um, an old-fashioned uh, networking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we believe, uh, number one, there are a lot of traditional conferences in any sector, right? Any sector you can name, there are lots of traditional conferences yeah, yeah. where you pay to sit on a chair and listen to somebody. And that yeah. really and obviously, that has a value. But we believe that there is much greater value in... Mm-hmm connecting people around a specific commercialization agenda Mm -hmm. so that means you are a and you need to meet with b and we will make that happen now if we're going to accelerate the transition and the adoption of a bio-based economy it's about commercialization Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not about Standing on stage, standing on stage and saying pretty things. Okay, uh, now uh, that, that's important, right? But if it's not backed up with commercial reality um, meetings, then it's just not going to go in the direction of travel that it needs to go in as fast as it needs to go in. Uh, uh, um, mm-hmm. So, whereas I described it, whereas sort of the 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 the, the cake main thing that you were investing in was the conference it's now the meetings and the conference is the cherry on the cake right yeah. um and everybody i have these conversations with whether it's a brand whether it's investor whether it's a mm-hmm. developer you know completely agree yeah. completely
1: agree. you know i i think uh uh this this uh w- w- what you're describing as, as your usp is really a it's 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 good good for you that that's your usp because i think that's valuable i, I think that in, in in this in the the word, you know, bio, uh, joke around about the, the prefix, you know, uh, um, you know, but, but thinking about who, who the audience may be out there, you know, they're thinking, what the hell is bio? I mean, it could be anything, you know, uh, you know, or what are we talking about here uh, and nailing it down. Uh, and, and then, and then, uh, you know, if you look in, in this world that we're in, I mean, this, uh, over the years, bio industries, green chemistry, circular chemistry, is all out there my my uh, chemical recycling <laughs> um my sense is is if for a lot of these things uh, the, uh, a lot of these areas including what you're talking about we're we're at a place where where people are saying okay a- enough of like you kind of said earlier nice presentations and you know uh you know f- you know nice ways of framing something uh but people are like well, you know let's let's get down and get something done you know you talk about commercialization you know uh indeed w- w- You know, know, uh, what are the technical readiness levels of the technologies, you know, uh, are they, you know, um, you know, uh, how how many of these entities out there are actually, you know, um, you know, turning a profit without, you know, public support, you know, and I'm not talking just about bio, but across a lot, a large range of areas where you have a lot of technical innovation taking place, I think is, is where this applies so
0: so just just
1: some 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 waxing here talking thinking here (laughs) matt take it over again please
0: yeah and i I just because i i think it's a good point and and you just also stress on it paul uh that it's i mean if we really want to drive this transition in uh in a speed Mm -hmm. that uh we have to <laughs> not mm-hmm. just like a, a far far off dream, but but let's say like, yeah, we, we, we really need now to accelerate um, the adoption of these technologies and commercialization is definitely um, the, the the right measure to see whether these technologies that are being presented at many of these specific conferences are actually viable. Um, is this also like the reason why you chose deliberately to have such a broad range of stakeholders and not like having a very focused audience, you know, just from, let's say, manufacturing or just from R&D or technology and innovation? It's a really
2: good question. So when we we bought the business, uh, so we bought the business in early 21, uh, and when we looked at the business, our... Our immediate thought before we before we looked under the bonnet, the idea was to look at the sector and then pick mm-hmm. the most attractive vertical within the bioeconomy, Because the bioeconomy, wow. as you say, is very broad, broad yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, it's an alternative <laughs> economic system, right? So it's very very broad, and you can have very big and very broad uh, in-person events. But it is also sometimes easier to have ultra niche, uh, vertical and smaller uh, events. A lot of different reasons, which I won't uh, sort of bore you with. And so that was our intention. But actually, when we looked under the bonnet and we started to understand the sector in the value chain and talk to people, it was impossible to do that because when whoever you talk to and you say, who would you like to meet and who are your priorities they tell you who your pro- who their priorities are <laughs> but there's so much crossover between the value chain that they then say ah oh, but, but i also want to meet the chemical companies or the investors <laughs> or the brands yeah. Yeah. or the pilot plants mm. or the refineries uh, or, or what have you so um so we quickly discovered that that wasn't a path we were going to go down that comes with its mm-hmm. It comes with its, its pros and cons, um, to be honest with you, because you're trying to serve quite a broad group of people um, a, a, and that can be quite um, challenging across only two days. Now, over time, as you grow and you get bigger and this type of stuff, then there, there's various ways of, of dealing with that. And that's why we're very clear on our positioning and our positioning being commercialization. So mm-hmm. we're very clear that, We don't talk about policy. We don't talk about legislation uh, because there are other events out there, A, that do that. That's interesting. Now, sometimes we, you know, I was talking to somebody um, today about a certain piece of um, directive that's turned into legislation. And it will come up, but it's used to frame the discussion on commercialization, scalability. um, People in the room, you need to know about X because that's going to impact your ability to scale if you're trying to talk to a food company. Mm -hmm. So so yeah, a long way of answering your question is, our intention wasn't to serve the entire Mm -hmm. uh, spectrum. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I, I, and I'm i wondering if you also have this uh, experience, the same thing And now then more and more people talk also about circular economy and circularity, and then start realizing that you need to look at the entire value chain when you want to close material loops or when you want to make really sustainable product concepts or develop <laughs> sustainable circular business models. Um, and what I realized is that now companies, especially like brands and buyers or like end uh, pro- and final product developers or final users are also much more interested in what you just said, getting to know like the chemical company, getting to know the packaging company, so getting to know exactly the vertical <laughs> value chain. Uh, rather than being in the horizontal space and getting to know more about the, you know, the same same technology uh, uh, companies or suppliers you have a similar uh, feeling that it's triggered also by the awareness of like circularity and circular economy
2: yes it's very yeah as we know this topic is very complicated and you, you have to be careful because you will try to cover everything and you'll try to be everything to everybody and then you'll be nothing to nothing to everybody right so um sometimes when you know we have our part of our business which is the the daily news website world biomarket yeah. insights um, occasionally our journalists will you know will do stories on circularity and design and packaging and, and uh you know carbon storage. And all of that sort of good stuff, uh, and it's it's okay to occasionally have a story about that, but sometimes I have to rein back in and say, <laughs> focus on bio, right? We are we are world bio markets, mm-hmm. so yeah, we need we need to understand the role of bio within the wider sort of ecosystem. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you come to us if you want to understand about bio based um, solutions. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. so it's a nice way to say, uh Matt, it's 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 partly true what you just said but i don't really agree <laughs> it's fine it's fine with me like i i i don't it's I'm, I, won't be, I won't be offended
1: You did it gracefully yeah and you received you received it gracefully now, i have a question world bio markets the hague uh excuse me for i always kind of chuckle when i say this boker terminal uh, 10 11 may what what is happening here what is this in terms of why we're there, or no, what, what, no, what is this? Is it so? This tell us about this. This is not a conference, but this is this, this gathering, right? Next uh, in 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 May 10 and 11, in the Hague at the Fokker Terminal. Yes, uh, I'm just curious to learn. this. can you uh, put put a little, you know, flesh on the bone there about what, what what's going to be happening over those two days?
2: So over the two over the two days, you have, you know, you're going to have. Uh, about 350 attendees in total um, and 30% of those will be from outside of Europe. Um, so it's quite an international event. Um, you usually have about 20% from North America mm-hmm. all around the rest of the world and 70% mm-hmm. from, uh, from Europe. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're know, you going to have a mix of, of these biodevelopers and producers, investors, brands, community enablers and suppliers, um, there's three parts of the event. You've got the, the one-to-one meetings,
1: um, mm-hmm.
2: as I mentioned a bit earlier. So the, the that's at the heart of our, of our offering. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess let's just ask why that's at the heart of our offering because I sort of touched on it a bit earlier. But um, it's not only because that's how I believe we accelerate the transition through commercial deal flow meetings. Mm-hmm. But also after COVID, you have less people traveling, right? Mm-hmm. You have less people going to events. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you've mm-hmm. got to deliver greater value. How do you deliver greater value? You deliver greater value by delivering a greater return on investment or return on time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So how do you do that? You do that by prearranging and vetting the people you're going to meet. So mm-hmm. the days of turning up to a conference and... Uh, hoping you might sit next to somebody interesting or hoping Mm -hmm. you might bump into a potential customer at the coffee station. Unfortunately, they're not, but they should be long gone. They should be dead, okay? Mm -hmm. What we're saying is um, uh, four weeks before, I won't bore you with the whole process, but four weeks before the event, our online meeting planner opens. Based on the information you've given us, we say here are 40, 50, 60 people that meet your criteria that we think you'll find interesting. Mm-hmm. You can then arrange meetings w- with one another. You'll be invited to meetings, you'll invite other people to meetings. Mm-hmm. So before you even arrive in the Netherlands, 50-75% mm-hmm. of your diary will already be full of vetted meetings that you want to have, right? So so that's a, a fantastic way of, of of, you know, demonstrating a great return because we're removing the the element of luck from networking, right? You you shouldn't be wasting your time scouring the room to try and find the badge that you want to talk to. Then, of course, we have the conference, uh, which is a mix of uh, brands, not for profits bio-pioneers, all sort of taken to the stage in panel discussions, podcasts, keynote addresses, talking about a whole um, sort of... Variety of topics, right?
0: Really. And um, you mentioned 2021. You bought it from from the previous owners. Um, what was like? And since then, like, is is this now the event in May? Is is the first one, uh, first event since then, or you had already uh, previous ones? And if yeah. yes, what was like? What was the most inspiring and most most interesting outcome that? Kind of surprised you or inspired you?
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So, um, so basically, the business went into liquidation uh, through COVID, mm-hmm. uh, like lots of yeah. sort of smaller event organisers um, that happened. We, myself and my business partner, um, bought the business. We relaunched it in uh, July uh, twenty one. We spent the first six months getting the news website up and running and, and, as I said, trying to understand the sector and make friends and learn and soak as much up as possible. Uh, then we were in sort of um, uh, Omicron, right? So we're, we're in that <laughs> period. And then we got to about this time last year, maybe a little bit before yeah, yeah. this time last year, and we decided to, to relaunch the event because yeah. the, the people wanted it and we wanted it. So, in three and a half months, we organized World Buyer Markets in Barcelona in the first week of June. Mm-hmm. And we got 200 people there um, and it was fantastic. You know, I mean, well, what's not to like about Barcelona in June for us? <laughs> uh, and, um, and that gave us then, uh, that allowed us to test our, our new business model, which is around one-to-one meetings. And it allowed, it allowed us to give us the confidence to move back to the Netherlands, mm-hmm. hire a much bigger venue, and, and obviously have a, a, a 10-month-leaded uh, time. To it. And in terms of you know, what was the most satisfying, um, this sounds a bit strange, but the amount of kindness and friendship and support in the room was mm-hmm. something I've never experienced before so i've never I've never organized such a small event in my career, and I've never received so much um, love and friendship and kindness mm-hmm. and support because people were over the moon that we had rescued this really well respected, really well liked um, event. Mm-hmm. And you know they were they were delighted to be back together as a community after mm-hmm. of course mm-hmm. the, the, the changes of of the pandemic so they were just sort of happy to be together they were happy that we had brought them together and i think they were sort of happy with our new format and i presented the vision that we have for the business over the over the, the next five years mm-hmm. and it was even with travel bands we still had 30 percent of our audience from outside of europe mm-hmm. we still had you know huge um global consumer brands such as Unilever and uh, VF and Deichmann and lots of others come to the event and tell us. Yeah, you know, when you have that first event back, everybody just sends one person, right? because yeah. <laughs> if, you know, they don't trust us, and it's the first one back, and you've got to win that trust. That's, you know, we don't expect that. We have to earn. We have to earn the right to be to be hosting these 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 companies. Mm. And the brands are like, okay, well, I'm bringing my whole team back next year. Right? Mm-hmm. So uh, they were they were all incredibly uh, positive experiences. Yes, good, good.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned the community, and I, I think this is this is what what I I also can just confirm because I think well now, as you said, of course the 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 awareness and and the priority of looking into these bio based solutions is is, is higher than in 2019, but it's still a very, you know, in many in many applications, very innovative, experimental, not uh yeah, the the uh, commodity field to 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 look into these kind of solutions, deal with them, implement them, and so on. <clears throat> and this uh this community is also yeah, exchanging a lot also outside, I think, of these conferences because it's a, it's a very innovative community. And I must say, I, I still have up to today um, a lot of contacts which turned out uh, or which which we made in 2019 at the World Biomarkets. And it's indeed, uh, yeah, a very, very inspiring also atmosphere when you have like these people in this new field of, uh, of materials and economy or having a chance to exchange and, and, and also looking into new potentials. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. What is what is wh- why do you think um, it is also important to, yeah, have uh, platforms that that allow this communication, and also referring to the world biomarket insights website that you mentioned. uh, How important do you see also education on on these topics, and on these innovations to 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 help? Yeah, adopting them and commercializing them?
2: Obviously, it's it's incredibly important, because, um, yeah, as you said, it's, 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 it's quite a, a new field. And one of the challenges that this sector has now is that you've got some great stuff being done largely by the science community, and now you get to the tipping point where the science mm-hmm. community has to communicate that to the business community or to or to non-scientists, mm-hmm. and that's one of the challenges. So one of the sessions we have um, this year, for example, is storytelling for scientists. Yeah, I
1: saw that.
2: it's yeah, it's how and I I went and visited. Um, bio uh lab in london uh, and uh, the 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 founder of that business is actually not a scientist by trade but now knows a lot about science right um but he was saying to me you know we have to we have to be better at explaining what we do um we, whether that's to investors or partners or customers or the brands right because the majority of people you're going to be talking to are uh, uh-huh. In the future, will not be scientists, right? And I think that's what certainly our event, World <laughs> biomarkets does, and which is why people like it because it's sort of fifty percent science, fifty percent business, right? Now, so I don't understand fifty percent of it, which is the science bit. <laughs> I understand the business bit. So, um, so yeah, I think it's really important that, um, uh, and the more we can, the more we can share what's happening in the sector but then its potential role within the sustainability puzzle. And I don't think we're there yet. You know, I don't think we're there yet as a community. I don't think we're there yet as World Biomarket Insights. Uh-huh. I think we're getting there with World Biomarkets, the events, because that's the whole thing, right? It's putting brand, investor, supplier, putting these five different people together so that they can correct one another. Uh-huh. So if somebody has a certain anticipation or expectation which is not realistic and is not going to be met met, then it's far better that that is recalibrated um, rather than just carrying on with your with your head in the sand so um, so yeah I think there's a from an outsider coming in relatively recently I think there's a lot of work to be done on that. Mm -hmm
1: it's something i just want to just comment on uh, uh you you were talking about this a little bit earlier paul uh, i i was struck out when i was looking through the day 1 and day 2 agenda of of, of your world bio uh event uh in the hague uh, uh coming up in may uh and and i was i was i was chuckling with with like oh this is cool uh the uh, they're they're dispersed through day 1 and day 2 here and there this a 10 minute here example a 10 minute technical presentation from a world leading bio pioneer you know it's like okay there's a 10 minute and then and then somewhere later on in the, you'll have another a 10 minute presentation from this or that uh you have these dispersed in there with with the longer you know uh, sessions and presentations and I, I think that's really yeah that that's i think that's a good way to put this together as far as uh keeping keeping uh yeah keeping uh yeah this 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 uh this mix of 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 uh, you know of 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 different people coming in and giving different views telling their stories um and and it, it, yeah it seems like it's always uh bio pioneers and so maybe this is one of the places where you are aiming to 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 uh have these people become storytellers uh, about their uh their activities right
2: yeah and and there's a reason why um the ten minutes, right? And even the longest sessions we have, I think, they're twenty-five minutes. Which is there's two reasons for that. One is because the attention span of the average human is decreasing at, a, at an alarming rate.
1: What did you <laughs> say? I didn't. I lost a the, the, <laughs> the attention. <laughs> the attention. Right. Very good. Very good. Very good.
2: <laughs> I, I, would, I, I, I would forgive you if you dozed off while I talk. So don't worry about that. <laughs> Uh, and the other thing is that, as I said, our format is about the meetings, yes.
0: Yes. so
2: it's not about standing on stage for an hour and telling everybody what you do. You do yeah. that outside of the conference, in the meetings, where you can do them mm. in semi privacy. You know, yeah. so yeah.
0: and that and that's like leading to much more traction in the end because <clears throat> you know, you can give a short introduction, but in the end what's 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 causing the impact is how do you implement what you're talking about into a project or how do you get someone inspired enough that after this conference you get into a collaboration where you can actually also yeah have results out of what what you've been showing and and, Mm -hmm. and talking about and i think this is what what you just said like yeah we're we're not there yet in terms of sustainability where we want to be because there is still a lot of things that, uh, that we know that we have to do, but uh, we haven't yet started implementing. <laughs> Anyways, Paul, just looking at the time, um, we still have very one very important question that, that we, we need to, <laughs> to to ask you before letting you go. It's actually the most important question. It um is. because it relates to our plastic climate future playlist on spotify and uh i mean obviously you're you're from the uk so you definitely have a good music taste um and <laughs> yeah <laughs> we need so- we need now two songs <laughs> Or maybe, yeah, at least one song, let's say like this. At least what one and a half. It can be two. It can be two. It can be <laughs> even three. Uh, that we would put on our classic climate future playlist, uh, which you can find on Spotify, that either relates to your work or to your person or to anything with sustainability or is just simply good you UK like, music, right? <laughs> I know, I know you, the, the UK has brought up uh, a lot of good bands, a lot of good music is coming from there. Really? So I'm sure it's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> more than from Arkansas. <laughs> I did. When I, when I knew you were going to ask me uh, about the songs,
2: I did start Our uh, sort of putting down my favorite music, which is Basically, a bit inappropriate for uh, I think uh, not inappropriate, but a, li- a little bit heavy. Um, no,
1: no, no. There, hey, there's no such thing as inappropriate. I <laughs> no, no funny. I mean that's why we do a podcast. We do these things. We got it now. We got to hear this Paul. You no, can't. No, do. I'm not going to give you
2: that. Oh label. darn it! But I've got so I've got two, I've got two songs you.
1: Okay.
2: Um, funny enough, the one is uh, by a, a, a French DJ, so it's not even a okay. <laughs> Uh, so the song is uh, uh, "La Ritonelle" by Sebastian Tellier. Oh my god! I and it's write basically it down, man. <laughs> it's basically just a very beautiful song. I will warn you; it has a very long instrumental intro. Okay. It's a very beautiful love song. It will just very nice. It's a lovely, lovely song.
1: Take note of this.
2: <laughs> very nice. And then, have you heard of a band called Radiohead?
0: Of, of course. Uh, radio. Okay. Grab okay. uh, I don't, I don't. it in your headlights.
2: Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe someone else must have said this as well, but obviously, fake plastic trees.
0: Oh, fake, no. Fake. Oh, wow. That's good. That's a good one. No, we, we've never had this one on. Yet. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. That's
2: so, perfect. So, fake plastic <laughs> trees. And I'm pretty sure the band don't even know what the song's about. Right, <laughs> i don't i don't think I'll they there is no don't ask me what the meaning of the song is right because i don't think there is one <laughs> verse, oh, i love it i love the it f- the first verse goes uh goes like this her green plastic watering can for her fake chinese rubber plant in the fake <laughs> plastic earth <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: I, I know what th- I know what it means. It means that these guys need to get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs>